every time I see like professional swimmers like you, I just think the first thing I think is all that chlorine. I know going it, to kill you. Totally. I hope not kill you, but like you, <laughs> you do know that chlorine is not healthy, and that everything seeps through your skin. I mean, anything you put on your skin, it's not, of course, exactly like drinking it, but it is a small version of right. it. So if you spend like eight hours a day in a pool, like day after day, I can't believe that is not going to have a very harmful effect. I mean, I didn't have eyebrows for my whole life until I graduated and finally my eyebrows came back because of the chlorine and the bleach oh, and the pool just because of the stripped them off. I had no eyebrows. I thought I didn't have eyebrows. Maybe you were an albino. No, I know. No, but don't. I was more apt to believe that. And you're starving yourself of oxygen for, you know, 18 years of my life. You're told not to breathe. It's like, that can't be good for your brain. <laughs> told not to breathe because you're because in swimming, yeah. we have to take in oxygen. Yeah, but you're supposed to limit your oxygen. Really? Yeah. Like in the 100 freestyle, you only breathe. A total of like. Yeah, I feel breathing does not get the respect it deserves in this country. Like, in, <laughs> because of the pandemic, I was never down with the masking. First of all, they've studied it now since, and it really didn't do much. Right. I mean, there are, of course, you know, as everything in this country gets so politicized, you're either Absolutely. like, if you're, if you're for masks, you're <laughs> a, a liberal who's a good person, and if you're, it's not that simple. Of course, there are situations where masks are. Good. Right. Surgery. Right. Like preventing a big gob of snot from falling out of your face. There we go. When you're leaning over someone's open heart. I'm so I'm <laughs> so pro mask. Yes. <laughs> and of course, and even with the pandemic, I'm sure there are some masks and some situations where it does make sense. But in general, it was a lot of bullshit. And Absolutely. what was never brought up, except by me, of course, the crazy comedian who knows nothing about health. <laughs> and yet all my predictions turn out to be true about it. Like, it's very bad for you to be breathing in your shitty, stale carbon, carbon dioxide. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. All the people who like going nuts, as they should, about right. global warming, which is that. Right. Right. CO2. <laughs> but this CO2 that you're actually, it's like we're standing behind a bus. <laughs> Where <laughs> like is Greta Thunberg talking about this stuff? <laughs> I know. Right. I know. It's... Do you know her? <laughs> Don't. You're like the same age. You could be, you could be friends. You could go be see partners in crime. You go see Barbie together. <laughs> Dang it! I'm in my pink. Is it too late to call Greta? Can I, we get her here? <laughs> I, I want that to happen. Can I we want get you, Greta here? No, I want you to, two to see Barbie together. So, because I've heard <laughs> very divergent things about this movie. I haven't seen it, but like some people hate it, and somebody I know said they. They walked out after 20 minutes. They just couldn't take it that much. And I know. it wasn't a conservative person. No, it's so. interesting. I was just going to say, it's it's both sides. I, you hear some people who love it, and you hear some people who detest it on both sides. And you have not seen it? Haven't seen it. What do you What do you guess it's about? Like, what, what do you <laughs> think? Like, how did they make Barbie they're, they're, interesting? They're, I mean, because it's a huge hit. They're going to make Barbie totally demean Ken. Um, right. Demean his masculinity. I mean, that's that's. Oh, so you think that's the whole joy of it is that it's, it's it's a big uh, dick slap in the face. To totally, Ken. totally. <laughs> Poor Ken. Where's Ken's justice? Well, but but uh, yes, and I saw that the the I thought it was funny actually. The billboard. This is as much as I know about the movie, except of course it's been written about endlessly. But uh, the billboard says 
she's everything, he's just Ken. Right. But I, there we go. <laughs> I take, yeah, but I take that to be they're in on the joke. Right. They're, that's an exaggeration right. they're doing on. So that makes me think maybe it's hipper than other people say it isn't. I don't know. It's hard to tell. It, truthfully, it's hard to tell satire versus not satire anymore. That's a very good so point. So how can you tell if they're really in on the joke? Because if well, you would have, I mean, take take what we went through, for example, I would have thought when the NCAA said Leah Thomas could compete with the women, I would have thought they were in on the joke. No, wait. Let's, but they are the joke. The NCAA is the joke. Leah Thomas is the joke. Okay, let's back up for the um, people who don't know who Leah Thomas is. I do, because I've read about her. She is the trans swimmer who beat you? We tied. I did not get beat. Um, I get called. No, beat you in the locker room with her big cock. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> in that <No>. case. <laughs> how big is her cock? <laughs> well, You've can... seen her cock, right? We all did. Well, how I mean... big is it? I mean, what, what kind of a cock is it? Describe her cock. Let's see. Um, well, I don't want to well, see it. Well, I just wanted to hear it. Just well, if I had to see it, you have to hear it. <laughs> First of all, this is a six foot four man, right? Well, six a trans woman. A male. Okay, this is what she would claim. Um, and she does go through life as a woman, correct? Like A woman with male parts. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I know, I'm just trying to like, <laughs> the, like paint the portrait. Okay, wait, can I... I'll be frank here. I don't use she, her pronouns when referring to yeah. Thomas, and I call it a male. I think even using the term trans woman is giving Thomas some of our language as women. And I, I think trans woman is a subset of male. I do not believe trans women are women, and so I'm saying that up front on yeah. the record. No, I'm basically on that page. I, I think, of course, a trans... Trans is a is a true phenomenon. There are some people who are, and I'm sure this is the wrong phrasing, but people know what I mean, born in the wrong body. Right. You know, they really do feel and want to be the sex they were not born. I get that. And those people should be protected and respected. That is my position as a one-issue candidate running for governor. No. <laughs> protected and respected. But I also agree with you that it is a different category. It is the, not the same thing as women, and you hear women all the time, and not just conservative women, who say, I am being erased. Right. And what I do and the way I have walked through life is different enough. There's a, you know, there's difference in degree and difference in kind. This is a very important thing in epistemology. Difference in degree, difference in kind. When something becomes a difference in kind, we're in a different category. This is a difference in kind. It's not right. just degree. So protected, respected, and respected by, I don't know how we would do that language-wise, but I don't have any problem with, really with either ones, because I just, I, look, the point of language is so we know what we're talking about. I know what you're talking about. There we go. When you That's say he, and I know what uh, a woke wokester who was sitting here <laughs> would say if they, you know, oh my God, the pronouns are fine. You call it, you know, identify as a cat and shit in the litter box. Do totally. Whatever, whatever you want. Whatever blows your dress up or your dick up. <laughs> Whichever. <laughs> or if you have both, but, both. <laughs> but, um... I forget what the original question was, but I think it's describe that cock. <laughs> I was trying to uh, I was trying to <laughs> run away from this question. Okay, six foot four male. 
Um, yeah, use your imagination. That does not mean a big cock. Cock <laughs> size is not ever usually, um, I know from women who have oh, dated. Oh, are you about to? <laughs> no, I know, but I know girls who have dated like seven footers. Right. And the seven footer sometimes has a very small penis. You, <laughs> just because this person is six foot four doesn't mean they've got a, a, a great big Johnson. Well. But what was, was it big? Um, you know, it's, that was a situation I tried to refrain from looking at entirely. Naturally, we all did. You can't unsee it. You saw we it. We can't unsee it. Um, it, I mean, being in that space with a male, it's, it's like a bad car wreck, right? Now, what space was this? You were in the, Our locker room. The locker room. Yeah. Where, the locker room where? Where were you? We were at Georgia Tech. This Georgia was Tech. our, this was our national championships, which is of course the meet. Is that your you home work. turf, Georgia? Not my home turf. Oh. I'm from Tennessee, but went to University of Kentucky. Send your kids to the SEC. <laughs> That's my plug. <laughs> but Georgia's cool. Georgia's cool. Atlanta's very cool. Atlanta is interesting as well. What? <laughs> what? you got against Atlanta? It's, oh, come on. Really? What's I will wrong? say. What's going on in Atlanta that you don't like? Man, the traffic, first oh, of all. Oh, the traffic. Well, it, we live in L.A. here, so you don't even yeah, try to very true. feel Being, bad about Yeah, no. I, no. I drove up from Orange County. Traffic means the city's doing well. Yeah, but it also means it takes you an hour yeah. to Yeah. If that's the worst <laughs> thing that you have to face, you're living a charmed life. Well, it takes up, you know, if you spend, let's say on average, three hours in the car every day driving to and from work to for a total of 10 miles, you know, three hours out of 24 is one-eighth, and that's one-eighth of your life. God, it's the ATO. You're so <laughs> spoiled. It's the home of, I don't know, Jimmy Carter. Do you know who Jimmy well, Carter is? You're so young. I think you I'm know too he young was for pr- that. You're aging yourself. I'm uh, just kidding. I know who you're Jimmy Carter is. To, you do? I do know you're who Jimmy You're supposed to know is. who the president is, no matter what age. I know who Jimmy Carter is, yes. Who? Well, who was he? When was he president? Okay, you're about to make me look dumb here, and I promise you. <laughs> I know on. there's like got to be some bar joke about a, a blonde from Kentucky no. walking into a bar. <laughs> no, you're just supposed to know this. I, I, Tell it me. bothers me that they let Tell kids when... out of high school without knowing anything. It's not your fault. <laughs> uh, he was president. He was elected in 1976 after Watergate. After Nixon. After Nixon, correct. Nixon, then Ford for a minute, and then Jimmy Carter. and uh, right Then before, Ronald Reagan. Right, you got it. And so he was late 70s and, uh, you know, has been demeaned as this sort of, uh, you know, ineffectual one-termer. He was probably the most moral guy. Like, he lived it. He was, first of all, he was the first, like, I love Jesus president, which is not my jam. (laughs) But but he he meant it. By the way, it must have worked. He's like 98 and he's... He's been dying for a long. He had brain. <laughs> he had brain cancer at 94 and beat it. Wow! I mean, this guy, and every, I'm sure everybody's preparing his obituary every day for the last year. He's just and this, it. this, I mean, this guy's taken his hammer and tool belt to the hospice. <laughs> I mean, this guy does not quit. But that's the thing. Like he built homes for the poor. You know, he he walks the walk. And when he was president, the only president who never fired a shot. Wow. Never fired a shot of missiles. Like that that should you get some medal should get some medal for that because not that we shouldn't 
fire shots sometimes when we have to. But his his thing was like, unless we really have to, yeah, let's just walk around like shooting people and bombing right. people. Right. And anyway, so you're in Georgia. You're in the locker room. There's this guy with a big dick who you now. Now, when you're swimming, doesn't the dick get in the way, or does it work as a rudder? Well, <laughs> when you're, you know, that's a good question. Probably as a motor, right? I mean, well, I it's, would it's think got that, to. It's like a fin. It's like well, aerod- I mean, hydrodynamic, right? But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Swimming is so much as about let's make ourselves as like compatible to the totally. water, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, you, you shave a, your arms. Right, you, it's exactly. It's like everything you your can do. Your eyebrows, not intentionally. Your eyebrows <laughs> just happen to disappear. Um, yeah, I mean, every <clears throat> little thing you can do, because this is a sport that's measured down to the hundredth of a second, right? And so right. any little thing right. you can do... Of course. To merely shave a 100, That's, you're, an elite, you're doing it. You're an elite athlete. Yeah. That's, and, and at the level of elite athletes, this is baseball. It is every sport. Football. The what, Remember Tom Brady with deflating the balls? I mean, right. You know, like, like if I could take 0.2% of a yeah. pound out of the ball, I could throw it back. It's always these incremental things because you're all so good at such a high elite level. So I'm thinking if you've got a big old, you know, kielbasa down there, either it's going to make it better (laughs) and cut through the water better or make it worse. I mean, think of a surfboard, right? You have those fins on on the underside. Do you? Yeah. And that's why? I I would imagine. So you think it's an advantage to have a dick in the water? I do. No, is it? I I mean, truthfully, I mean, the suits that we wear, right, they're skin tight. It's, I mean, it takes you 15 minutes at least to put these suits on. I mean, your nail beds are bleeding by the end of it because you're tucking and poking and prodding. And so, oh. um, yeah, it's not enjoyable. And so, um, you know, maybe that's enough to to suppress the package down there, but I can tell you that's not true because I mean, it's, it's a, a man in a women's swimsuit with a bulge. I mean, it's like the Twilight Zone. So, like, final answer, I guess. Final answer. I mean, it's probably a disadvantage in in all of reality, right? Um, I don't know because I don't know. I mean, it's certainly an advantage in that it it, was, it went along with being born someone whose muscle mass is going to be so much greater. Yeah. And testosterone and, you know, I mean, we are so through the looking glass on just this whole issue <clears throat> of um, pretending that uh, male and female athletes are somehow uh, peers. They're not. I, I mean, I may have talked about this on this podcast before, but there, it just obsesses me because it's my refutation to the people who say, oh, Bill, you know, when you go on about wokeness, it's just a little fringe. It's just a, It's not a fringe. It's not just a few people, because this was in the Atlantic. That's one of like a, a very major publication, a very mainstream major publication, very respected. And they printed an article, and the title of the article was uh, Separating Sports by Sex Doesn't Make Sense. But it does. <laughs> and th- there is like sentences in this article that you would swear this is just a parody in The Onion. Like... Um, we don't know why, uh, we don't know if men are stronger than women, but if they are, we'd have to find out if it's because of nature or because of socialization. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> they, they re- they're trying to put through this idea right. that these differences are not innate. Right. It's, it's very similar to what's going on with you know gender and sexuality. Like, 
well, you're born a boy or a girl. Maybe that's not right. Maybe it's it's how you socialize, and and that's how the that's where there's between gender and sex is. This big debate we're right. having about that. But when it comes to athletics, it's just so plain that we're just different. It's not sexist to say that. No, we should ask the Atlantic if if we should if we should separate the Paralympics versus the Olympics, or if we should have right. heavyweight boxers competing against featherweights are, are we fat shaming the, right. are we fat shaming the the heavyweights right no we do this for a reason yes it's yeah i mean that's that's I, the most that's the craziest thing i've literally ever heard i mean same thing you don't have 18 and unders versus competing against 12 and unders right i mean these divisions that we have in sports they're there for safety also, or for fairness not to go back into history lessons Give in, the, it to me. in the 1970s, but just before Jimmy Carter became president, <laughs> like in 1972, Nixon was president. Um, they passed something, and I'm sure you're aware of it, Title no, IX. Yes, absolutely. And Title IX, again, this is an example of how the wokeness is, they have their heads so far up their ass, they don't realize that they're anti-liberal. <laughs> Title IX was specifically passed so that women would have an equal shot in sports. Absolutely. And that the colleges had to, like, devote equal um, resources to women's sports. Uh, they're just as important as men. This, this was like a big liberal victory, as it should be. And then they throw this guy in the pool? <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's just it's like so through the looking glass. C certainly. And we've seen this entire original first wave, second wave, even feminist movement shifted. I mean, even in the U.S. House of Representatives, we had this fall entirely on party lines when Representative Greg Subi introduced the Protection of Fairness of Women, Girls, okay. Women and Girls in Sports now, Act. Now you gotta, now you gotta school me. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. And, uh, you gotta hit me up on these the hearings. Tell me what you're talking about. Representative Subi. He is a congressman. Yes. From where? Um, actually, don't recall where he's from. Republican. Don't yes, yes, yes. Republican. Republican. Yes. Okay. Um, introduced. He was on your side. He's on my side. Because somehow, and by my side, I mean women. Right. I mean, and I don't mean truth. <laughs> yeah. He was on the side of the truth and science and logic and common sense and this reasoning. Is, right. Yeah, he was on our side. This is why I just want to kick these Democrats sometimes. Said you're on the wrong side here, you fucking dummies. I thought you were the party that supports women. <laughs> anyway, go ahead with your story. He introduced um, on the House side the Protection of Fairness in Women's and Girls in Sports Act. Wow, and there's a mouthful. I know, totally. <laughs> and this bill, it passed, but it fell entirely on party lines, meaning that all 203 Democrats, all of them, every single one of them, keep in mind these are parents who have young daughters and, and young right. sons, all 203 voted in opposition of protecting women and girls in sports. So yeah, we've, we've seen this feminist, I mean, think of the Me Too movement. Think of the women who burn their bras and the free the nipple. We're seeing this flip entirely on its head. <laughs> I mean, I just, it's, it's mind boggling. And I have been <laughs> accosted once or twice with someone saying, and I've also heard this many other places, <coughs> that as a um, heterosexual man, uh, if I did not want to go out 
with a trans woman that would <laughs> what? I already know. I'm so indulged into this topic. I already know no, what you're going to say. Well, it would make me you're, a, bi- a bigot. You're homophobic. Homopho- exactly. Homophobic yeah. or bigoted. And again, I, your, your heads are so far up your asses. And the, <laughs> the, it's so funny. These are the people who are always complaining about privilege. And it's so privilegy to think that you can dictate what my taste should be in another person, something that personal. <laughs> I'm not homophobic. What if I just want the feel of a real vagina, like the way I want leather in my car interior? Can I have that? Would that no. be okay? Or, no. should, or should I check with comrade fucking make the rules about my love life. Jesus I know. fucking Christ. I know. It, it's not homophobic. It's just no. my taste. I don't like redheads either. <laughs> you want to get gingerphobic, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I am allowed to have taste. And, of course, everyone is, and they, they would not want that right to be taken away from them. No, no. But... No, it's... I mean, this, this movement, the T... Of the LGBT, the T, TQ. I don't even really, honestly, know what Q comp is compromised. Queer. Of. Yeah, but like what, I'm, like these letters. Oh. I can understand LGBT. Well, the whole thing is silly. First of all, it's so funny. These again, these people, they're so mindless. They choose to lump themselves all together in this. If I was like any of those categories, I would want lesbian, gay, uh, uh, certainly trans is very different than gay in a lot of ways. I mean, gay is all about we're born this way. Right. And we and we fought for that right. By the way, they did. And it wasn't an easy fight. No. For the kids who think. And they really wanted equality. Right. What I'm noticing with this trans movement is they don't want equality. They want to take our rights. They don't want the same rights. They want our rights. It's not the same. There is some of that. But, I mean, just on the score of LGBTQ+, and I've heard A put in there, it's like, why would you want to take everything that isn't heterosexuality and, oh, yeah, just lump us all in together in this big soup? It reminds me of the... uh, Beginning of Gilligan's Island, that was a show well before you were born. And uh, the first year, they just, they went, the Gilligan, the skipper to the millionaire and his wife, the movie star, and the rest. There was only two other cast members. And they were like, wait, you couldn't say the professor on Marianne. And then the next year... They said the professor on Marriott, because I guess their agents called them, and they said, this is ridiculous. I mean, and the rest, really? <laughs> and, and they were just as big a part of the island as the other five people. I feel it's like that. It's like, and the rest. You know, just whatever else, is, whatever weirdo kink you're into, we just throw you You're in just this, in this We group. just keep adding to the letters. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I'm, we're, again, liberals, I think, always supportive of whatever people want to do, especially with their sexuality. Now, your view that they want extra rights is is uh, not an uncommon view in this country. And I see, I can see it. Um, I think a lot of these people 
for so long didn't have any rights or very curtailed rights. I mean, even gay, I was just watching this documentary on Rock Hudson. He was a big movie star that you don't know about. But <laughs> <laughs> he had to be in the closet. He was like America, it would be like Leonardo DiCaprio today having to pretend being gay and having to pretend he was always on a, a yacht with a model. Oh, wait, he is always on a yacht with a model. <laughs> oh, wait. Bad example. But that's what Rock Hudson had to do. And that was like into the 60s and 70s. Right. He, he and the 80s, he was on Dynasty. And he, and he, when he was, he was the first one to die of AIDS who was famous. So it like really changed when America right. heard about that shit. Okay, I can understand people who have lived through that kind of experience. Uh, wanting a little extra, <laughs> you know, they like, wait, let's make up for some of the past. It wasn't that far back that we had to go through this shit. I can get behind that. But yes, there is a, there is a place it goes just too far. And it's too far. <laughs> we're here. We're in that place now. Yes. No, I agree. <laughs> we're living it. It's entirely too far. And, and this idea of that, community being oppressed is silly. I mean, it's silly. I agree. It is. I, I don't, it's... I truthfully, and this is might be getting a little bit into the weeds, but like people, that's, this isn't to say there aren't bad apples. There's bad apples in every group, right? Of course, right? right. People don't see color anymore. We're not living in the 1860s. That is not certain. certainly not true of every single person. It's not in true the of United every States, single person. But I have made a similar point, so we're not far off. Right. I always say, let's live in the year we're living in. Right. And in the year we're living in, it is true. We have come such a long way. And but you I, wouldn't think that if you, you saw the media. That's why I say, live in the year we're yes, living in. Yes, absolutely. It's like, is racism uh, still a malady in this country? Absolutely. But it's like we're using the blood work from 1990 right. to diagnose it. And right. that's not where the blood work is now. Still an issue, absolutely. And there are still lots of racist people in this country. Absolutely. Just individuals. But, you know, most of it is just, you know, I went into a store and I got a, you know, dirty look from the guy. And it's like, yeah, that happens to people of color. And it's wrong. Right. But it's like, a little, you know, this kind of right. dirt off my shoulder thing is required. And that's, I think, what most people do. But as far as, like, what the laws say, and also what just the mainstream of Americans are just not racist like they used to be. No. It, it's just, you can find it, and it's still an issue, and there still needs to be redress for, obviously, the legacy of it still lives with us in many ways. Certainly. It's not a non-issue. But I agree, that's... I think the biggest problem that they have on the left is this in obsession with race, chasing phantoms of racism that don't exist anymore. Because it's, it's a lot of Everyone just wants to be a victim, right? I was just going to say that. It's, 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 it's victim mentality. And that's, that's, that transcends race. That's like everybody. That's much more, that's what I was getting much to. more generational. That's, that's your generation. Don't lump me in. No, Didn't I'm we not, just say I'm, we're not going I'm with the whole the lumping. rest thing? You're, you're not, I don't want to be in the rest. You're, no, you're, you're, you're not Ginger and Mary. I mean, the Professor and Mary Ann. Yeah. I wouldn't I do an and the rest to you. <laughs> no, but it is. It, it, it has transcended far beyond race. But but that was the point I was getting to because I, I think it's extremely evident in what we see in the media. But again, coming from the South, I live in Tennessee. 
and again, not to say there's not bad apples, but yeah. I think we can all agree that slavery is awful and terrible and should have never happened. And as we move forward, we most certainly should prevent any situation where we're discriminating in that way. I mean, that's that's awful, and I think everyone agrees well, with that. Well, not just that way, but I mean, that's the extreme horribleness right. of racism, but we need to <laughs> truck it back way further than just, right. yeah, is what I'm sure you were trying to say. Yes, of course. The other th point that never gets made, because again, there are certain people who just don't want to hear what the truth is, and this is not, there should be no politics in this, but slavery in general was not a racial thing. It certainly was, of course, in America, but it has gone on all through history. The word slave comes from Slav, and they're white, because Slavs were slaves. People of right. color had slaves in Africa. The movie they just made about Sound the, of Freedom. the kingdom of what? Did you watch Sound of Freedom? No, that sounded a little uh, red pill to me. Come on, if we're talking about Barbie. Right, well, I didn't see that either. So you what, should watch Sound of Freedom. <laughs> what is it? It's a it's movie that, about... Oh, I heard about it. About human but, trafficking. You know what? I mean, like... And I don't mean this... Like, Tell to, it. To start... <laughs> Tell it. Come <laughs> okay. on. Okay. First of all, you really never saw Gilligan's Island? <laughs> oh, now you're diverting. Wait. You asked, no, I'm, I'm I, I diverted it, when we talked to Leah Thomas's did parts. Did you ever see... <laughs> we still now you're diverting. <laughs> we still haven't heard about that dick. <laughs> You never saw Gilligan's Island? I have never seen Gilligan's Island. Wow. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Before marriage? <laughs> now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com is here to help. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can be plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And it's all done online, kind of like sex. <laughs> so no more trips to the doctor's office, no awkward side glances from the nurse, and no more pharmacy visits scoping out which chicks are picking up their birth control. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door. So when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. There's no shame in it. Sure, sex is a competitive sport, but in this league, they don't suspend you for juicing. What are they gonna do? Not vote you into the Boner Hall of Fame? And Blue Chew will let you try it for a month for free to see if you fall in love with it. Kind of like the girl you're dating. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code CLUBRANDOM at checkout and pay just $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code CLUBRANDOM to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. Plugs that I always forget. August 19th, Ovens Auditorium, Charlotte, North Carolina. August 20th at the Township in Columbia, South Carolina. September 1st at the Moody Theater in Austin, Texas. September 2nd, Tex Texas Trust CU Theater in Grand Prairie, Texas. 
Now, I know you, or I don't know, but I think you voted for Trump. Um, the last election, correct. Okay. <laughs> Not in 2016. Oh, you couldn't vote then. I was too young. And would you vote for him again? Um, depends on who's the Republican primary. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, depending okay. on, of course. So, you know, we here's where we part company big time. Okay. But I always, I've been, I've been preaching for years, you can hate Trump, you can't hate all the people who like him because it's half the country and some of them are lovely people like you. And Trace Adkins so is <laughs> and Trace Adkins is here after you, and I love him. And I'm guessing he voted for Trump. I'd be very surprised if he didn't. Now, of course, you know you're voting for someone who's a traitor and an insurrectionist who tried to overthrow the government. That's your business. You know, I just bring it up casually. <laughs> but the point, what I'm getting at is like I feel like this movie uh, that you're talking about. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong about Barbie and any other movie I haven't seen. But I just. It just feels like it would be kind of an eye roll to me in the other way. Like, I have no compunction about, as you just have seen the last 20 minutes, going after the woke when they're stupid. But I can't take that kind of, if it's about Christ and it's, family okay, and getting all misty about old barns and lighthouses. None and of they that. Get a boner There's none of and that. And getting mad <laughs> when football players kneel at a football game. You none can of that. shove that right up Ken's ass. I don't want that bullshit either. There's none of that. The only <laughs> the only biblical things even quoted in this movie is a Bible verse talking about, you know, you're better off to put a millstone around your neck and, and drown oh. in the lake than harm children. Of course. And they say God's children aren't for sale. So there's there's really not a lot of biblical. There's not a lot of exposing elites. I, I think you should watch it. I think you... So it's about harming children? Oh, yes, it's about... Human well, trafficking. Human trafficking, which is a real thing. And should be nonpartisan. Yes, but I mean, also, I mean, your crowd, and I mean, like QAnon, if you're in with them, I don't know, and again, still love you. <laughs> but, you know, these are, they believe that the Democrats eat babies and are pedophiles, and I don't think you can do both. Because Pick if, one. <laughs> if you eat babies, who are you going to fuck in five years? You know That's what I'm saying? That's so true. It's so true. Okay. You got to think these okay. things through, Riley. No. Have you ever been to Epstein's Island? Epstein's Island. <laughs> I wish my life had been that exciting where I could have been to Epstein's Island. Maybe no. you're involved. No, oh, no, no. They did I'm say kidding. I was because they believe that where you, if you, people uh, who wear red shoes, this is part of the QAnon thing. Red shoes is like our symbol that uh, you're a pedophile, and they. Look, this I got a picture of me like in the '80s. I did have a pair of like they were kind of burgundy. But I think they tweaked it a little. It looked like I was wearing red shoes and they were trying to say Look, I, that stuff is silly. And I have people all the time. I, I mean, the right, one thing we do have a lot of is conspiracists, right? Like, I mean, it's... it's Glad you could admit that. No, there are some people who are so silly in what they say. I get accused all the right. time. You mess with the wacky weed? I don't. That's all. Is that a conservative thing? You just don't like pot. <laughs> it's a just lot of all the years smoke. of swimming, my lungs. Right. You know. And you're an athlete. I'm a bad influence. <laughs> my bad. I'm yeah, sorry. You're just someone who goes that to Jeffrey Epstein's island. Um, that was terrible of me. Anyways, you I don't get accused. Mind if I do it. Uh, no, I get accused all the time. Okay, in college, <laughs> where I went to University of Kentucky, right? We were the Wildcats. This of course was a symbol were. for Wildcat, and we did it all the time. Our basketball player, I mean, our what whole, is a symbol? It's this, okay. Oh, the white supremacist okay. symbol. So we have a lot of pictures <laughs> doing this. I shouldn't even do it because it'll get <laughs> clipped and whatever. 
But it's, it, so it's a symbol. We did at our university all of the time. And people I, will call me a white supremacist. I, they will say I've sold my soul to the devil. They will say I'm a part of this Illuminati. Just, I'm like, again, y'all are crazy. One of the things I hate about what the left does, they just, they're not, liberals are about fixing things. These assholes are just about setting traps. Totally. You know what? Uh, you can't have this. You know why? Because on my first Tonight Show, I got one of these from Johnny Carson. And take you're not going to take away that memory. No. <laughs> and I don't think Johnny was saying, um, let, let's go to the Klan meeting after yeah. the Klan. So you've been to Jeffrey Epstein's island, island and you're part of the KKK. You have no idea what, how, what a good Johnny <laughs> Carson impression that was. Because <laughs> what are you, 23? 23. What a great age. You're very mature for 23. You're very well-spoken. Are you going to like pursue like activism now that you're like, you threw your... Uh, clit into the pool on the uh, on this big <laughs> issue and <laughs> i um so i graduated with my degree in human health sciences and health law and had every intent upon graduation to go to dental school from georgia kentucky <laughs> same thing right jimmy carter gilligan's <laughs> island <laughs> it's all the rest of us just the, just the, the rest of us all, i mean all. yes um had every intent on going to dental school actually what i wanted to do was be an endodontist which is someone who does root canals um what yeah, I know. Why? Why pick that? It's just that? always what I wanted to do. But why? I um you know, I I I knew I wanted to to work in a position where you're helping other people, right? Um but I didn't want to be I don't want to go to But root canal. I mean, I know. next to proctology, <laughs> it's like the <laughs> least liked thing. Comedians literally use the term root canal you know, to like me in the thing, you know, I'd rather have root canal in Somalia that, you know. Well, maybe I just like to like inflict pain, honestly. How old were you when you came to this realization that you wanted to? I mean, I knew ever since high school, I mean, middle school, I knew I wanted to be a dentist. I didn't necessarily. A dentist? Yeah. And you're not even Jewish. And I'm not even Jewish. <laughs> that's a, not that's even astounding. Jewish. So uh, <laughs> got my degree there. Um, I had already put my deposit down, accepted my seat. I took the dental admissions test, which is the, wow. the test to get into dental school. Scored in the top percentile, um, which was miserable. It's a four. So you might be quizzing me on my history. I promise you. You know your teeth. I know my teeth. I'll bet you do. <laughs> and I'll bet you know a lot more. So you don't have to go to like medical school first? Uh, no, dental it's, school. It's, just, it's its own thing. It's its own How thing. many years is it? Four. Four years. And then I bet you could learn pursue, it all in six months. Yeah. Like, what you actually, they just want money. This is like big so, pharma, oh, the, but in school. Don't get me started. On maybe, hey, we have an administration, though. Maybe, no, it'll be free. No loans. Oh, but higher education is such a scam in this country. Well, they do. They charge you just because they want the money and to keep you around. Of course. And you're, what they learn, if they learn anything, I mean, all they do now is turn out these America-hating, I hate to sound like one of you people, but it's so true. One of us people. It's just, <laughs> they, they, they have turned these kids into, I just read this story that like 70% of Gen Z, the question was, is America worse than ever or, or worse than 50 years ago? And I think most of them said, it's either one or the other, maybe both for, for some of the questions, but definitely they thought it was worse than it was 50 years ago, which is just preposterous. I mean, it's just ignorant. You know, it's just ignorant. And, and the fact that the parents don't slap their little brats and say, you know what, could I tell you how things, because that's what my upbringing was. 
maybe it was too much back then. It was a lot of, you know, oh, you're crying? I'll give you something to cry about. Why, yeah. when I was a kid, bread was a nickel, you know? Yeah. There was a lot of that. We could use a little more of that. I agree. It's, um, yeah, we, we have, and this goes back to, you know, the movies and stuff we were just discussing, whether that's Barbie or Sound of Freedom, we've just lost this sense of masculinity and, and we've deemed masculinity as toxic and bad and undesirable, but not, I think we need masculine not men. In, not in my hot tub, baby. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with it there. Let me tell you, we do not demonize it. <laughs> we need masculine men. We, we need martinize men. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we steam need clean. men to protect and provide, which is... Oh, wow. What we were, I mean, that's. Well, you sound, you're a tough cookie. I don't think you need any man to protect and provide for you. Well. Do you? I want a man to provide for me, right? I mean, I mean, that's. You're married? I'm married. I've got a phenomenal husband. Um, I'm very fortunate. But you don't need him. You love him, but you don't need him. I think man and woman work hand in hand. Well, that's different. But you don't need need is different. Okay, right? I, I I maybe I won't say I, I need right. I mean right. I don't need a man to provide and protect, but I do believe that we complement each other, yeah. man and woman, in okay. that way to where women yes. typically again I I'm not the gonna try and reinforce. The purpose of a man is to love a woman. <laughs> the purpose of a woman is to love a man. That was an old song. Uh, called the, ga the game references. of love. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I uh, mean, it's just we've we've lost masculinity. And, and, and right. speaking of higher education, um, especially the Ivy Leagues, right? I mean, these are supposed to be prestigious oh. schools. Oh, listen, you would die. No, I went to one, but it's a lot different today. Where did you go? Cornell. Oh, you would die if you I knew. would die. They won't even call. I wouldn't die. I'd they kill. Won't... <laughs> I would kill. <laughs> I would strangle people. It would just, I know, it would just be. It's your masculinity coming it, out. It's just my, my reality coming out. We, at University of Pennsylvania, which is where Thomas went, they won't even refer to, to freshmen as freshmen because it's gender exclusive to women. I know. They have it's now just... called them, they now say first years. I mean, it's crazy. This is my thing, I said it once on my show, like, when you're doing stuff that sounds like it's in the onion, stop. You but know, that, when, when you're doing stuff that sounds like a guy is parodying you, making fun of you, like this Atlantic article with the, it's like, it reads like something that is a joke, and they're not joking. And again, I gotta go back to bad parenting. I just think this is all because parents just, treat their kids like little geniuses, not all parents, but a certain type of parent, the kind that sends their kids to Ivy League colleges. Your parents. Spoiler alert, not my parents. Oh, not, my parents were in World War II, baby. And that they, was the last time we had strong men. Just, well. Think about this, think about this. 1940s, World War II, we, men, Men lied about their age. To get in. To enlist. Sure. And now, in 2023, we have men lying about their sex to get into women's <laughs> sports or women's right. prisons or domestic shelters or sororities or bathrooms. Everything. I mean, it's crazy Everything's if you think upside about it. down. But it, here's my, here's where there's hope, though, because it's incredibly interesting. You can see this play out throughout history, and it's, it's strong men 
or Hardman, or oh my gosh, Hardman. <laughs> I think I'm like those few. It's a, it's a Freudian. No, hard times create strong men. It's a Freudian slip. We all do it. <laughs> hard, hard, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. And it really is interesting because you can see this play out throughout history. What creates hard ons? <laughs> because that's really hard where men. my, <laughs> I'm like, my hard interest men lies. Create strong times. No. <laughs> I don't have to get in the pool for that, do I? <laughs> but we're in this part of the process now. And the last time we had strong men was in the 1940s. And so we're in the part of the process now where weak men have created hard times. But we can only hope that these hard times garner strong men again. And I'm certain they will because, again, we've seen it play out throughout history. In the oh, same... we still have strong men. There's, yes, we there's... do. But we don't have a society full of them. No, they're mostly in the military. Certainly. <laughs> That's where they tend to go. You know? But again, go back to the, the World War II when we had men literally lying to get into that, that yes. position. They would oh, and give their life for this there, country. And had, just as you mentioned, we don't have... We had lots of people d with that same spirit. I don't know if they literally lied, but right after 9-11. Right. I mean, you know who Pat Tillman is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pat Tillman, yeah. great example. Atheist, by the way. They tried to present him as some big uh, conservative icon, but he actually was more like one of mine. And he... Uh, what is one of yours? Uh, what are you? I'm, I'm a unicorn. I'm not... I'm, I'm no... I, I don't have a team. That's Fair it. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. You know, my heart is usually with the Democrats, but then they just have become so different than, like I keep saying, tr traditional liberals, so they just make it hard. And what do you think? Uh, but it, it's not a hard choice when the other side does not believe in democracy and is in love with the, the psycho sociopath that you like. But, you know, again, that's your <laughs> deal. <laughs> okay, so who did you vote for last election? Biden. <laughs> there we... was two choices. Who do you think I voted for? I guess. I voted, okay. for the, I voted for the same guy, imperfect, but not okay, a, so this not next a election. In, insane psychopath. Yes, that I, was my crazy choice. The one, who, the one who accepts the outcome of elections. That's the one I voted for. Okay, that is a and major the way, downfall when you, of Trump's. When you, when, you, when you talk about masculinity, what could be less masculine than not accepting <laughs> defeat? Just being a little <laughs> fucking pouty, sore um, loser who can't say, yeah, you know what? You don't win them all. Trump is not Sometimes who. you lose them. You don't win win them all, but as a man, I just own up to that and say, you know what, I'll get them next time, instead of just lying and pretending you won Trump something you didn't at the expense of the country. You still like him? Really? Here, here, Trump is not who I have endorsed for president in 2024, <laughs> first of all. Okay, uh, I'll take that small victory. He has had a lot of his true colors shine I think in terms of, and, and again, I do still like Trump. That was like a courtroom drama with a lawyer trying to get them to break down on the stand. <laughs> I do still like Trump. And, by and you were golly, there that night. <laughs> and, you, and by golly, I would vote for Trump over Biden. Um, and if we're... You would. I, Trump over Biden. Donald Trump. Donald J. Trump <laughs> over Joe Biden. How do you think he'd do in the pool? He, um, he is, he's got a body like a melting porta potty <laughs> I saw a picture of Biden today at the beach, and that could hey, the same could be said. Yeah, no, I mean I could take both. Uh, wait, we wait, 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 wait a second. Biden, Me, you, Trump, Biden. Biden's not fat. Uh, Biden has he's a, old, so what? I don't think he. I I don't think Biden is necessarily fat. He's not. No, he's got a very. I could very. If you didn't 
see, so I you went to worse. Epstein's Island with <laughs> Biden. <laughs> that's yeah. what you did. Oh, that's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> oh, wait, that was a sex act we got involved in, malarkey. Oh, yeah, that was kind of fun. Anyway, you need a monkey and a parrot, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I think these kind of... Okay, so wait, you never answer. Next election. Biden. Over every other candidate who's running. Well, uh, unless there's a... Well, no, I mean, it's possible Trump is not the... Uh, nominee, although I, it's in the paper today, he's ahead by 37 points. You know, he's got a rape trial he just finished. He's got a porn star hush money trial. Uh, he's got a, I tried to ask somebody for 11,000 votes in Georgia trial. He's got a, a tried to overthrow the government trial. I mean, <laughs> even if you're a big fan, I gotta say that's a lot of trial. Okay, but but do you not sense any sort of corruption in terms of how they're indicting Trump and not Biden. Well, he everything he's ever been up for, the two impeachments and all these trials, he absolutely did it. He everything you could okay, think that like, he did. Okay, but like back to the corruption Whether it was standpoint. smart to, to uh, whether it was smart to actually go through with an indictment, presidents do shit while they're in office, not as bad as him. And with the general rule has been once they leave office, we can't get into that place that other third world countries have where as soon as the guy leaves office, now he's a criminal because who's going to want the job? So you think the Democrats so, are scared of him? Scared of who? Donald Trump. I'm sorry, I'm scared of him. What do you mean? the you're, you're Yes, we're all, we're all scared. It's phobic. No, phobic. When you say phobic, it means it's an irrational fear. My fear is very rational. Okay. He's a psychopath who won't concede elections. Again, you're a real man. Okay, so do you believe the election was entirely... Let me ask you something. Have you ever lost a race where you lost the race and you knew you lost, not to someone with a penis, you lost a legitimate race, and you got out of the pool and went, this is rigged. I won this race. People know it. Uh, A lot of people are saying it. And uh, I won the race. I think everybody knows that. It's, it was rigged. Would you do that? <laughs> You're pretty good at impressions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not. But. Um, no, I would never do that. Okay. Which is one of his downfalls, right? And we've seen, I mean, that whole thing needs to be dropped. But do you believe the election was entirely? Not only do I, it's not a belief. Okay. It has been vetted by Republicans Have you s- by every Secretary of State. It went to the courts. It went through the went through every organ of government. So, so there you was not think a shred the state of evidence. Of Pennsylvania really okay, no, nominated. No. You know what? Let's not get into the weeds on the 2020 election. <laughs> no, no. This not, is the midterms to, now. Of oh, the midterms. Okay. Fetterman. Fetterman, yes. You think No. Should be a senator? No. No, no. I don't even think <clears throat> he's he's not up to it. No. Of course. That's, okay, so what? What is No, your- no, but I'm saying I don't, like, the hope in my heart is that people in Pennsylvania, I mean, I can't believe that that election was not rigged okay, but it's in the, some the, capacity. But the stakes are not comparable. This is Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania doesn't negotiate with Putin, okay? <laughs> the other thing is America, the whole country and the presidency. So yeah, John Fetterman shouldn't be the senator, and it has nothing to do with this other giant elephant in the room uh, called not believing in democracy. But, but it does when it, it r- relays how it pertains to election integrity. And I don't think we as a, as a country are 
The I, only election integrity problem is Trump saying the election was rigged. Your own Republicans in all these states are the ones who certified these elections. People with integrity, enough integrity. One reason I still believe that there should be a, a vibrant Republican party, because there still is that rump version of it that where these guys stand up and say, yeah, I wanted Trump to win. I'm a Republican. I voted for him. But we counted the shit three times. He lost. Take it like a man. I think that's very fair. Take and it I like a man. Am all, look, what I've been fighting for this past year is integrity um, in any capacity of whatever well, that looks like. Okay, and so if, if not, we have deemed it's everything... It's not an issue on the other side. That was one of... 2020 was one of the most It's safest, not an issue on the other side because they're the ones who are cheating. and and efficient elections we've ever had. This Maricopa has been, County. <laughs> even Trump's own commission. They, you know, it's it's just not an issue to cling to this. It's just sore losing. Look, I'm not clinging to it. You are clinging to it. I'm, I'm, You're clinging I'm to the idea that maybe the 2020 election, just I'm maybe. Not, There's no. no maybe in there. There's maybe in almost anything else. There's just Most no baby. Most of what there. I'm referring to is the midterm elections in 2022. Well, what happened there? Oh my gosh, in Arizona and Georgia and Pennsylvania, there was a bajillion states. What happened? Nothing. Nothing. Sir. We don't, we, we, both sides have this, the monitors, both sides are all eyes on this all the time. And the people who do these elections are generally not trying to hide anything or fake anybody. It's one of the last things we're actually doing okay in this country. We actually are counting the votes because they know there's so much eyes on them. There's no, but when you there's control no hanky, the eyes, there's no you hanky, don't care to be corrupt. But they don't control the eyes. There's more Ooh. Republican state legislatures that control elections than there are Democrats. Yes, we shouldn't have elections run statewide. That's true because it varies from state to state. It should be national. But you know what? That's our system. And... Each side gets to look at what the other side is doing. They do recounts. They have checks and balances. It, it's, is it going to ever be perfect? No. But people accept elections, especially ones that are run this efficiently. You, I, you're just clinging to something that is so t- tangential to whatever is going to solve our problems in this country. It's not going to be solved because people are cheating at elections. Your side tries very hard to stop certain types of people from voting, but even they do it through sort of legal means. Oh, we pass a law. There's only one uh, ballot box now in Houston County for 2 million people. Whoa, okay. You know, but at least they're doing it on the up and up. But this just theorizing that these elections were uh, not, we we just can't believe that they're real. I'm clinging to nothing. That being said, I think we do have to be realistic about what is actually happening because if we're not, that's how we got here where we're at right now with men undressing in our locker rooms. Wow, we, that's quite a... <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying you have to be... I need the red a, string on the drawing board you you know, have to, to see how that connects those two dots. No, no, I know what you mean. You have to be yes. a realist about things well, and you're, if, if you're not and you don't hold people accountable on either side, well, I'll tell it's you, how we get here. And we allow the minority to control the entire public square. I think where Trump and the locker room are connected <laughs> is that there's a lot of normal, reasonable, common sense people. I agree. Who see the penis in the locker room, in the girls' locker room, and they say to themselves, you know, I don't really like this Donald Trump guy at all. 
but I'm going to vote for him because he seems to be the only thing that stands between that kind of insanity and, um, and, and look, I think his kind of insanity is worse. I do, but I totally get the Trump voter. I totally get the person who says, I don't like him either, but he is a bulwark. He's a bulwark. He, he's not afraid to call out crazy. And this is what DeSantis has been trying to do. Like DeSantis' whole campaign is predicated on this. I'm going to be the anti-woke bully. Like I'm going to win there. I'm just going to fucking punch every woke thing right in the nuts as soon as, yeah. as soon as I walk in the room. And he just doesn't do it like Trump. Right. He's, he's not Trump. Trump is, you know, as my friend always says, insanity photographs. He's insane, but it makes him a star. Insanity makes people stars. And he's just a star. He's 37 points ahead. You do not have to worry about your boyfriend getting a nomination. He is going to, you're going he's to- He's not even who I've endorsed for president he, in this cycle. You're going to get him. So if you want to vote for him, you're going to get your opportunity. Phenomenal. Yeah. I and think I'm gonna, the least qualified person to talk about. And it's going to be Biden and him again, because the Democrats are going to nominate Biden. Everyone's too scared of, of a wild card who can't win. And this guy has won, and Trump has won. They each won one. It's like Ali Frazier three. <laughs> you know, they each won one, and now we got to go to Manila and bring it on to bash each other's brains in. Well, well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I do believe I'm the least qualified person. You are not the least qualified person. To, You're very smart. Yes. That's why I'm trying to talk you out of Trump. <laughs> but look, I also... When the alternative is Biden, no. I, I also... Well, again, Biden, do I love everything? No. But, you know, it just doesn't compare. He's just a normal guy. Who has? I, I agree. You know, like One of the things I hate the most about Biden is that he never stands up to woke nonsense in his party. And I think he, I think he's like a lot of guys that age. He doesn't even understand it. What, what, what the, the gals are, the gals are boys now? And the, uh, wait, <laughs> a gal can just take the, the vagina. And so, but he, but he also doesn't want to fight that wing of his party. He knows that's where a lot of the energy is in the party. So he's like that husband who, you know, he doesn't understand what the kids are into, but he doesn't want to fight about it. So when the wife comes in and says, oh, honey, the kids want to cut their dick off and tear down a statue of Lincoln. Is that okay? He's like, I, yeah, all honey. right, I'm trying to watch the game. And <laughs> <laughs> so no. I agree. It's, 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 it's not a great choice, but to me, it's not a hard choice. But what I love is that we, we, this country's like 50-50. We have to be able to be complete friends with somebody who we can't convince to be on our side. And that's where... And it's cool. That's totally... I love you no less because you like Trump. And I love you Abs no less because you've been to Epstein's Island. I have... And let me tell you, <laughs> I, was no. there, I was there with Gilligan and the Skipper. <laughs> and all the rest. It was a three-hour tour. The fact that it landed on this island was a huge upgrade from the island that Gilligan originally landed on. That's the thing. And Marianne, oh, well, she was immediately sold into slavery, uh, sex slavery. Yeah, that's kind of a downside to the trip, but that's what he was, that's, Jeffrey Epstein. Um, and here we are. No, I mean, I always thought that when that scandal broke about Epstein, uh, which is real, it was unfortunate for the um, people who had been trying to convince the QAnon people 
that the pedophile stuff was just a conspiracy theory. It is mostly a conspiracy theory. Democrats are not baby eaters or pedophiles by nature. But the fact that this guy, with a lot of Democratic connections, and you know those kind of people, Bill Clinton was on the island, and Dershowitz, and you know Bill Gates, and uh, it just, you know, it just looked bad. That okay, wait, there is a pedophile ring. <laughs> wait a minute, wait. And so that, do you think Epstein killed himself? Um, it's so interesting, you know, when a guy goes to prison who's a child molester, they always say he's not going to last because right. the other prisoners killed the child molesters. Which, by the way, I love that about prisoners. I think that is so charming <laughs> that they have standards like yeah. that. But, Morals. okay. <laughs> but I, I do... Th yes, I think he killed himself. I, th I think the, usually in situations like this, the simplest explanation is the, is the truest. And the simplest one is that guards in places like prisons paid minimum wage and don't want to be there. They don't do their job. So the idea, he was watched every, no, he wasn't. He was supposed to be watched and they were fucking jerking off to Pornhub in the break room. And yeah, and if I was Jeffrey Epstein, I would have killed myself too. I mean, to go from his life to go from Sex Island to Rikers Island. <laughs> hey, there's a... <laughs> sounds like a blast. There's a country song for you. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, who knows? But you were there, so you might know. If anyone does, it's you. That's true. But Let's talk about Katie Porter. Oh, why you had I to have think? Yes, she beef. Oh, that's right. She was on my show talking about you. Yeah. Is that and it? And so I think it's only fair... That I come on your your podcast absolutely and talk about her. Yeah, I'm and not I a, actually don't even have anything to say about her because well, it's not worth. I don't want to the talk words that. coming out of my mouth. I, 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 Katie and I were are not giant mutual fans, so I it, we can speak freely here. I mean, you know, I wish her well, but um, the first time she was on my show, she was I thought very insulting and condescending to me personally. Like she was, she's very personal. I mean, she she like knows how to get a laugh. Uh, or she did that night. And so, but I had her back. You know, I don't hold grudges. And it's like, you know, it's a free-flowing debate show. People don't know exactly where the boundaries are. I've crossed the boundaries sometimes. So, um, yeah. So, but when she was on this last time, and she's been on a few times since, when she was on this last time, yes, I thought she did not acquit herself very well because I thought she walked into some traps that made her look silly. Yeah, it wasn't a good look because. So, but remind me what happened. That's all. I remember only that. She. Who was she on with? So, you and Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan was the okay. And so we're talking about this whole right. debate in sports, right? Right. And so Piers, you know, back and forth. Basically, Katie then says, you know, this this Riley Gaines girl. You and Piers are like, oh, Riley's so brave. Thanks, by the way. Riley's so brave. You know, she's she's single-handedly fighting for women. Right. Um, essentially, in, in terms of, you know, there's not a lot of present athletes, especially professional athletes, who have taken a stand against this. And so then Katie goes on to say, you know, well, I disagree with everything Riley's doing. To which you guys press back, you know, what is it you disagree with? She She can't, she doesn't actually have anything she disagrees with, but she says... You know, I just think she's doing this for clicks and likes. But no, then she's doing it because she knows when you're in the Democratic Party, you have to say that. There's like, that's what our problem with our politics is. I have to, that's why you got no votes right. in this thing. Because you have to like choose one side and these 
issues are not simple like that. And you can't just say the truth. You have to set down your marker down. Okay, this is where the this is what the party says our position is. So yes, I'm with this. And then when you have to like make an argument, you got nothing because there is none. Because there is but no to argument. to say I'm doing anything for clicks and likes is the most disingenuous thing I've ever heard. And also, it's the same thing she did to me. It's personal. It's making it personal in no, a way that you... because she can't dissuade from what I'm actually advocating for. Correct. But anyways, went on to say, you know, whatever. And But right, either before or after that, I can't remember, was talking about how brave Dylan Mulvaney is. And I'm like, if you're going to say I'm doing this for clicks and likes, can we at least acknowledge that Dylan Mulvaney, you know who that is? Of course. I, can we the, at least acknowledge that Dylan Mulvaney is doing this for clicks and likes if I am? I mean, it was the silliest thing ever, and so. But I find her adorable. I do. I'm not usually down with this kind of stuff. I will say. But there's just something. She's just so happy to be there. I thought you meant Katie Porter at first. No, when you not said Katie. She, no, like, no, Dylan you find Mulvaney. Katie Porter adorable? No, no, I don't. Okay, um, no. But Dylan Mulvaney, I do. I find her adorable. And I think it's so sad that, like, Okay, you guys can't have Bud Light, and we can't have Chick-fil-A. You know what? Fuck all of you. I will make fucking beer can chicken with Chick-fil-A in a fucking Bud Light can if I want. And this whole country is so Okay, but do you think Dylan Mulvaney is qualified to talk on, charge his speaking fee for speaking on women's empowerment is $40,000? Do you think Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney Ma- is qualified to speak on women's empowerment for $40,000? <laughs> no. Answer that. No. While Mul- you might think he's adorable, can he speak on women's empowerment? Women's empowerment. I mean, it's such a person. What it means to different women. To some women, empowerment. I mean, there are women who will say they're wearing the burqa uh, and they're like, this is my way of being empowered. In like, any well, to way, me, to me, Dylan look- Mulvaney is talking about it. Right. Do you think he's qualified to talk about it? In any way. It could be about a burqa. It could be about wearing a tutu. No, but sweetheart, if you're going to start making a list of people who get to talk about something without being qualified for it, you're going to be here for a very long time. But no, I mean, very few people are qualified. There, this, is, this country has passed that point where we care about who's qualified. Um, clearly. Yeah, clearly. Considering, so, yeah, clearly. You know, I don't. Well, Katie Porter, I'm getting back to this. Yeah. Anyways, I saw this clip. I watched your show. I watched this. I saw it. And I thought, if I ever see her, I'm addressing this naturally. Like, right. she can say this on a screen, but I actually want to know what she disagrees with me on. She just made this claim she disagrees with me. So I was in DC. I see Katie Porter across the way. What? I see her. I'm like. We were like in person. In person. Oh, wow. And so we make eye contact. Were you stalking her at the Capitol? I was stalking her. No. Where'd you see her? Where where was it? I was in D.C. I I do a lot of work in. Like on the street? uh, Walking into the Senate building. Really? Oh, I see. Because you were testifying. Yeah. Or maybe the congressional building. I don't remember. But I see her. And we make eye contact. And I'm like, Bill Maher, Piers Morgan, I have to say something. Yes. We make eye contact. She puts her phone up to her ear like she's on the phone. And she turns. And I, I, I know the strategy. I'm like, I'll just wait for her. So she tries to turn and walk away. And so I'm like weirdly lingering. It's like uncomfortable. But I'm like, I, I still have to say something. Anyways, she has to get into the building. That's where she's going. And so I'm like waiting outside the door. And so finally she puts her phone down. And I walk up to her. And I'm like, Katie, it's so nice to meet you. My name is Riley Gaines. And she said, oh, I know who you are. The only thing she could say, I thought this was so weird. She said, congrats on being 
a competitor and walked away. And I'm like, did she just call me a competitor? That's really bizarre. Oh. And so turned and very quickly tried to walk away, but I wasn't oh. I wasn't done. Politicians. A They're competitor? I'm like, just, what a weird thing to, con- to I congratulate I guess having you. that job makes you into an asshole like that. I mean, it not, it's not just her. It's just, yeah, they're just always having to, like, find a way to, like, diffuse something that they could use against me. And, uh, I mean, I don't blame them all for it, but Jesus. I mean, I would rather fucking do root canal. Anyway. Me too. I have to uh, kiss you off because Trace Atkins is here. Amazing. I really enjoyed this. I always <laughs> enjoy it when I'm with some guests who, like, we have fundamental disagreements, totally. but we still have nothing but love, right? Club. I'm, and I'm, I'm rooting for you. You should be doing your thing. Absolutely. And I don't mean dentistry. I mean swimming without eyebrows. Yeah.